Hello, and welcome to this episode of Shots and Thoughts, a podcast about dating, relationships, and life as a 30-something, which is basically us just telling stories about how we used to be fun. I'm joined by Ashley, former beauty queen who has a surprisingly high tolerance for tequila. Do not challenge her to a tequila drink-off. Trust me. She's probably one of the best friends a woman could ask for, because who else would show up to a restaurant and start crying tableside to get you out of a bad date? And with us is Amy, an animal lover who loves fostering, but now has had quite a few foster fails. Amy also likely holds the Guinness World Record for the longest time talking to someone you met online before actually meeting them in person. Years, people. Years. And I'm Olivia, a real-life Peter Pan who refuses to grow up and graduate college. I also have a real knack for dating men who don't like to wear pants or think our relationship ended because we just didn't hug enough. What? So grab a shot glass and pour something strong because this is going to be a good one. All right. Quick disclaimer, while we'd love for you all to get twisted on tequila, we realize you may be listening to this podcast in the car or with headphones in while homeschooling your kiddos. Maybe not the best time to get blitzed. We're all adults here, so drink like a responsible adult. If today that's water, we say H2O yes to that. All right, guys, here we are ready for episode two of Shots and Thoughts. So what's new with you guys this week? Well, we're coming up on Halloween. Ooh, ooh. My favorite holiday. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, had a lot of fun with Halloween the last few years. We have many years of good Halloween stories. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Olivia at one point made out with a DJ. We can save that for another time. Yes. If we need to. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. And then I thought I found him on Hinge again recently. and tried Years to ask, later. Yes, years later and tried to sneakily ask him like, hey have you ever helped out with, you know, DJing a Halloween party at this particular brewery? I still think it was him. I think it was him, too. And I have a picture where Ashley and I were trying to be really sneaky of taking a picture of you chatting and flirting with a guy in a hot dog suit, and so I just randomly posed so we could get you guys in the background. Oh, my God. I don't remember the guy in the hot dog costume, but I, I believe it. I believe it. You were looking great in a Beetlejuice costume. Oh, yes. Oh. I remember that. that was... The green hair and everything. I'm yeah. kind of sad. This is our first year that we're not going out. How how crazy is this? Halloween finally falls on a Saturday. It's a full moon. The time changes, so we would get an extra hour out in the bars. But it's the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> and we've been wanting to, for a while now, do Hocus Pocus characters, the three witches, we figured out our costumes for it and everything, and this year would be the perfect year to be walking around with a candle asking for a virgin to light it, considering it's a full moon on Halloween. <laughs> it would be perfect. Uh, One uh, of the many things that COVID has ruined. Do you think they would let me bring my cat into the bar? Because I have two black cats and one of those backpacks that has, like, it looks like a astronaut suit because it has, like, the window that they can stick out. Oh, Yeah. Do you think I carry that around as part of my costume? Absolutely. It's part of your costume. Yeah. Okay. Only makes sense. Between all of us, we have enough black cats for each one of us to carry <gasps> our own. That's true. I only have one backpack, though, so... <sighs> shoot, shoot, shoot. Bummer. <laughs> Bummer. 
This week, I am doing some stuff for school. I'm going to learn how to do suturing and joint injections. Barf. Be able to put in a chest tube. That sounds very intense. I know. And I'm super excited. None of this is on real people, unfortunately, but probably best I practice on the dummy. Yeah, I was going to ask what you're doing on, like, vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) We get these, like, fake skin squares that have different fake incisions in them and then you practice your different I wish suturing. people could see my face right now because ugh. and I love this stuff I think one of the areas I could end up in is wound care just because I find it grossly satisfying very often we are sitting at your house asking you questions about random wounds that we have yes yes good practice as a student yes you guys make great fodder <laughs> All right, well, I think we should get into the episode, and we left a major cliffhanger last time with joking about Amy meeting her boyfriend. Now, one of the things we say in the intro is you probably hold the Guinness World Record for the longest time talking to somebody that you met online without actually meeting in person. Which, it's actually pretty fitting because we did start talking on Halloween. (gasps) Perfect. This is so many years ago. I can't quite remember. I remember that you were texting him at one of these parties that we just discussed. Yes. We met on... Was it Tinder? Yes. I couldn't. Maybe. I don't remember. But yes, Tinder. And we just started messaging and then we switched over to texting and we were all hanging out for Halloween and his friend... He was sitting in an ER because his friend, they went biking and his friend broke his <laughs> collarbone, I think. Oh no. So it was like this whole thing. But yeah, we started texting off and on for about three years before we met up. Three years. Can you imagine having the kind of stamina to keep talking to somebody for that long? I mean, never there, having met them in person. There were points, like I had a boyfriend in between there, so we didn't talk at all, like text at all for the 10, 11 months I was together with my ex, but I mean, it's not like we would text every day. Like sometimes we'd go months without texting, but it was just off and on until finally one fateful birthday of Olivia's. Wait, 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 before we get to that. <clears throat> I remember sitting at one of these Halloween parties at a bar that we always went to chanting, text him, text him, text him. Was that when you first started talking to him or texting him outside Tinder, or was it after you broke up with your ex and you started texting him again? It was the first time. That first fateful Halloween, and because I was like, ah, should I message him? Should I text him? And you guys are like, yeah, do it. Which, chanting from you guys has been, like, a habit here (laughs) in my boyfriend's relationship. Where would you be without us and our chanting? I don't know, because here's the second part of the story. Olivia's birthday party. Big party, tailgate, go to Brewers game, and they had had a few drinks. The two of you. A few. Just a few. Okay, it was my birthday. Also, Miller oh, Park has great it, margaritas. Was it your 30th? The big 30? Dirty 30? Was it? Was it that long ago? I mean, not I that you got <laughs> Hey! Yes, <laughs> no, yes, I didn't mean that. I think it was, because that was what? Three, that seems so long two ago. Two years ago? Two years ago? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it would have been your dirty 30. Well, anyways, I was texting him, and he was like, hey, I'm at the Brewers game. I was like, oh, so am I. Where are you sitting? And it happened to be two sections over from where we were sitting. And of course, once 
I freaked out and told Ashley and Olivia about that. They started chanting his name, and not by like screaming at the top of well, their lungs, chanting his name. <laughs> yeah, once again, Amy was like, well, no, I'm not going to go meet him, and he wasn't taking any action to come meet you either. So Olivia and I took it into our own hands and stood up in the section and started just yelling his name, hoping that either he would find us or Amy would then finally say, fine, I'll go meet him. That she would be embarrassed to the point (laughs) that she had to do something about it, which turned out to be effective. Yes, and then that was the first time that we met after three years of texting. (laughs) Well, I made some random friends that day because we went over to that section and you told me where he was sitting and I went to go... Yeah, we lost you at some point. Because it was just Ashley and I when we met him because... Then Ashley did most of the talking because I'm a real awkward turtle and I cannot talk to strangers. <laughs> yeah, I had a decent amount of tequila and sugar in me uh, from those margaritas. And so when he walked up and I knew you were both pretty shy and you were both pretty nervous, I just nervously started being like, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah, and Olivia was nowhere to be found. Because I thought I was finding him in the stands, but I went and sat next to a random couple. I do yeah. think you ran up and down the aisle <laughs> looking for him, but he had like come up already to meet Amy, so you were just like running up and down the aisles. And we will discuss on a different episode, Georgia May, yes. Olivia's alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> She's a wild one. Georgia May might have been meeting a different person's friend who happens to have the same name as Amy's boyfriend... Because that also happened. That was a different Brewers game (laughs) and a different group of friends that you went and sat by that were not the correct friends and they were just random strangers that you had a conversation with. That's absolutely right. Confusing because we had no idea where Olivia went. (laughs) (laughs) Only Georgia May will know what happened that day. (laughs) Those secrets die with Georgia May. (laughs) So, ultimately, you met or you started talking during a Halloween chant of ours. And um, now you've been together for how long? Two years. So you've been actually dating two years. You've been talking or at least have known each other for five plus years? Yeah, about, thereabouts. That's like a mind-blowing amount of time. Yeah. Yep. Shots and thoughts. If you can relate to this scenario, (laughs) talking to someone (laughs) for an absurd amount of time. I don't know how many people will relate to that, but sure, sure, sure. Maybe not three years, but whatever (laughs) is absurd in your dictionary, please take a drink. Great. I'll just drink by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we all know that I would not last that long. My attention span would be long gone. The next thing that we wanted to do in this podcast, we thought of this fun little game. It's called 60 Second Sips. So one of us is going to present different things that you might see or learn about somebody on their online dating profile. The other two have to say yes, they want to swipe yes, or no, they want to swipe no. And here's the deal. If you say no, you have to take a drink. Yeah, so. so picky people like maybe one of us in this room. Uh, not to point fingers. <laughs> not to point fingers, but Olivia. if you can see us in person, we're pointing at Olivia. <laughs> so if you're picky like Olivia, you have to take shots. This is this is where everything's going to go wrong for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and start the timer. Ashley, you are playing the game with us this time. So three, two. One. All right. Would you swipe yes or no on someone who just loved smelly tuna and ate it at least once a day every day? Yep. I would say yes. 
Ugh, I don't agree with you. <laughs> okay, number two. Would you swipe yes or no on someone who you know your friends would hate? I'm going to say no. Uh, I might say yes, because I don't really think about my friends. <laughs> That's rude, Amy. That is rude. Okay, number three. Would you swipe yes or no on someone who is the complete opposite of you? I'd say yes. I don't think I'd want to date myself. See, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Another drink for me. Olivia has a drink. All right. Would you say, would you swipe yes or no on someone who wears really short shorts running in public? No. No. Okay, well, that's up for discussion after this because Paul Mezcal. All right? Anybody? Okay, we'll talk about it after. All right. And time. Oh, so that was three drinks for me. Oh, just one for me? Okay. The running one? I don't know. I was so busy asking questions, I don't know if I was supposed to drink or not. <laughs> no, I think you're good. Okay. I think you're good. Up for discussion, though. You guys instantly said no to the short shorts. Do you know who Paul Mezcal is? No. He's an actor. Okay, well, this is going to be a really short discussion then. <laughs> He's an actor from Ireland, I believe. He's in... Um, Hulu's Normal People. Okay. I did which not is watch interesting. That yet. So we can have a discussion about that in future podcasts if you guys watch it. I find him very attractive. Um, and he wears short shorts running around all the time and gets spotted by paparazzi, and it's like a big joke. About if the what guy, you might see? If Well, just because they're short shorts and he looks quite steamy in them. Oh. I'm going to say it depends on how the guy looks. I just don't understand why you would risk. Here, I'll pull it up on Google. Oh, oh, he's got a nice set of abs. <laughs> Check out Distracts. our Instagram page. We'll post a picture there. Yes, we'll post a picture of Paul Mezcal in short shorts. <laughs> Seems appropriate. Okay. I'm, I might have to change my mind. Okay. I have to change my mind. All right. The tuna thing. Oh, God. See, here's the thing. Something like that, I could see someone saying, you know, I'm just trying to be healthy, omega-3s and all that business. I, I could understand that. Some I, people just really like tuna. I know my boyfriend loves tuna sandwiches, but, I mean, I know you're not, my mom always told me not to eat it every day. Mrs. Dietitian, can you tell us, is eating tuna every day bad for you? So there's a myth that you can have a lot of mercury then by eating that very frequently. I don't know that that's true, though. Here's my one thing about fish and stuff. Do not put that in the microwave at work. Nope. No. Yeah. Well, for that exact same reason. So you're saying that because the smelly smell smell of it. (laughs) And yet, you ultimately could be living with this person, and he could be smelling up your place every single day. It's not like it smells that bad unless you're heating it up. And they're not constantly breathing on you. (laughs) And I can open windows in my kitchen. When it's at work, you're stuck with that. Okay. Yeah, someone made signs and hung it up around the microwave at work that they for people to not make fish. There's one question I didn't get to. Um, our 60 seconds ran out pretty quick, but I'm going to add it in here now anyways. <laughs> Could you date someone, or would you swipe yes or no to someone who has a really strange pet, like something like a tarantula, and they absolutely love that pet? Uh, if it's a tarantula... Absolutely not. But I mean to find weird pet because my house is full of animals. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put past and past you to get any type of animal, even if it was something you didn't like. Just not a bug. Yeah. See, tarantula, heck no. I'm definitely an arachnophobe. None of those like 
centipede Ugh. things. Ugh. I also probably couldn't do like any reptile. Maybe, Maybe a turtle. Okay. Not a snake. Like, no, no, oh. uh, no. They're because so cute. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I would be mortified that it would somehow figure out how to break out of its terranium cage, whatever they live in, and end up like sleeping next to me in the bed or trying to eat me. I don't know. It's not gonna eat you. Hey, well, a tarantula could bite you and kill yeah. you. Oh, and oh, okay, yeah, I'm no. sure this is an urban legend, but I absolutely 110% believe it. Where somebody had a boa constrictor that like lived in the house loose and it was like growing up and it kept like sleeping next to her in the bed and it was measuring her and then it no. figured out when it was big enough to eat her and then killed her. That is I that find like Harry hard Potter to believe. or no. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's probably an urban legend, but it's stuck in my brain for life. I mean, I wouldn't sleep with a boa constrictor. But... I mean, I've seen snakes that are big enough that they are fed rabbits because that's <laughs> what—that's how big they get. No, but yes. I mean, people's normal normal people's pet snake is not that big. What about like? iguanas and lizards and things. I can do that. I've had um, family members, one of my cousins is really big into having those pets, and they're actually pretty fun. Yeah, if you guys are looking for a fun group on Facebook, people post a lot of, I think it's mainly for, like, reptile pets. I don't know how I ended up in this group, but it's called Doot Snoot, and sometimes... (laughs) Wait, what? Doot Snoot, like you doot a snoot, which is like an animal's nose, like you boop it. But it's a doot. Okay. D-O-O-T. Snoot. <laughs> but yeah, it's like all these people post all their like their pet reptiles, snakes, and like iguanas, and chameleons, and weird little things. But then some people, they post bugs, and I do not think they're cute at all, so I hide all of those pictures. But I mean, there's some really cute snakes and stuff on here. What about other unusual stuff? Uh, when I was in sixth grade... One of my friends had a raccoon for a pet. Well, that was, you just looked at me. My mother. (laughs) (laughs) My mother, it's a a pretty fun joke among all my friends, is that my mom had multiple different raccoons growing up. But I have to say, around here, people call them trash pandas. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Where my mom grew up and where I grew up was out in the middle of nowhere, and they did not sort through your trash. They were just like out in the wild, like a squirrel is anywhere else. And so they're not considered gross. Um, but anyways, she made the mistake of feeding a couple babies outside her house, and then they just kept returning until they were f- basically full-on pets, but they stayed outside. So they weren't, like, domesticated. They just kind of, like, became part of the family. Yeah, I mean, they're domesticated in that, like, they could do tricks, and they all had their own personalities, and they definitely knew who my mom's family was, and they didn't like other people. Wait, what kind of tricks? Um, they were different. Yeah, they're very smart. They played games. One of them really loved when you threw them up in a tree, they would grasp (laughs) one of the branches and then they would, when you turned away, fall on your back and like try to scare you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. They had little hands so Mm -hmm. they could get into lots of things like open doors and they collected shiny things. Shiny things. So my mom said you would randomly move a table one day and find underneath hidden was a pile of silverware. (laughs) 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 Or like a necklace that you 
lost a while ago and you didn't know where it went, they would just hide them and like gather shiny things in a pile and hide them. That is so crazy. Yeah, they're so cute. Yeah, I see them at the wildlife center I volunteer at and just their little hands are always reaching out trying to like touch your hair. I don't know. They are fascinated. <laughs> it doesn't by sound it. cute. That sounds a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in a haunted house the hands little reaching hands out. reaching out and grabbing your hair. <laughs> Oh, terrifying yeah, yeah. Oh. well i will say i would swipe no to that especially if it was something like a snake or a tarantula but i've definitely also swiped no to people who um have had like ferrets or raccoons what? or other things in their pictures what about a wombat i've always wanted one like growing up that's what i wanted fun fact i learned in frozen 2 wombat's poop is like square shaped <laughs> cube shaped is that True. It is. Was that Disney true? No, I looked it up. After I watched Olaf spouts out all of these random facts, and there's fact-checking on all of his facts. <laughs> there's like a whole bunch of articles on it. So I read them because I was like, huh, I wonder if these are true. And that one is true. So they poop out squares? Yeah. Wouldn't that be painful? P- poop isn't hard. <laughs> well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> They should be drinking more water, don't you think, Ashley? <laughs> that's right. It could just be little squares. I guess that's true. Really tiny squares. Well, right. Olivia, you said no on so that, that one. So drink. So you have me. to drink. So this idea of having strange pets definitely reminds me of a trip I took with an ex-boyfriend. We went to Costa Rica we like rappelled down waterfalls and then we were going to go to like Monteverde where they have the bridges and the cloud forests and things like that very kind of tropical area and I had found this really cool cabin on Airbnb that we were going to stay in the drive up there was really long really tiring going through the cloud forest was really long really tiring so we got back to this cabin and we're just kind of relaxing trying to figure out what we were going to do with the rest of our night The upstairs had a loft, and so laying on the bed in the loft, looking at the ceiling, and there's beams across the ceiling. And I'm thinking, wow, it's kind of weird that that one beam has two nails that you can see. And then all of a sudden, the nails start to move, and out comes a huge tarantula. Like, my the entire size of my hand does not even remotely do it justice. Both of us, unfortunately, were huge arachnophobes and flipped out. I'm like, how are we going to get downstairs? It's literally on the beam right above the stairs to go down to the main floor. We panicked. We took pictures, then went out to the car and hid and tried to contact the owner. It was just, it was a traumatizing experience. So would you guys have let them get rid of the tarantula and still stayed in the cabin? Or would you have said, F this, getting out of here? I probably would have still stayed because, I mean, you're in Costa Rica. That's one of the native animals there. Pretty much all Central America. I mean, Honduras, there were quite a few giant. Yes. And that's what the owner of the cabin tried to tell us, that Costa Rica is the most biodiverse place in the planet. And I get it outside of the living quarters (laughs) and here was my concern if something that freaking big can get in what else can get in yeah I think I probably would have made sure they got rid of it and stayed but I probably wouldn't have slept well 
how many nights were you there? Well, we left. We <laughs> well, I mean, how many nights were you supposed to be there? I think two. Okay. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have slept well for those two nights, but yeah. I probably would have. Is there any type of, that's a good question, in those types of, those situations, do they have special netting or any type of, like, bedding or way to keep those animals out? I mean, same as a house here in the States. I mean, like, like our duplex that we shared, like, you were upstairs, I was downstairs. I had, you had mice. I and I had centipedes. Like, the, uh, yeah. blah. I would have traded you in a heartbeat. Yeah. See, but okay. But those and, aren't poisonous. Right. That, and relatively small. I don't know. Yeah. I was too freaked out about it. We ended up, like, driving to an entirely different city. <laughs> it was a whole thing. <laughs> Definitely a traumatizing experience for yeah. me. Yeah. I that. was happy to get the heck out of there. An ex of mine traveled in Africa, And I saw videos and um, photos of this massive poisonous snake that got into his room. And he had to call the guide that they were with and have them come try to get it out of their room because they couldn't interact with it. But it was sliding under the door. Like you could actually see half of its body under the door. (laughs) Can you imagine? Absolutely not. (laughs) My dad's told a lot of stories because he's traveled all over the world for work and stuff. And like... He's seen flying fox, which are like a bat, but its wingspan is, I mean, as long, big as my wingspan, arm, arm span. (laughs) (laughs) Amy, do you have wings that we don't know about? Sometimes. (laughs) And then like, there's another time there was a village in Africa that he was in and there was an alligator, crocodile, whatever they have there, that people kept disappearing from this village. This, they find, one of the hunters finally killed it and it was, they had everybody line up along, and there was, like, at least 30 people lined up. This thing was huge. That oh, is I'm going to have to try and find that picture, because it, yeah, I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, living in the Midwest, I feel like we're pretty sheltered when it comes to poisonous animals. That's <laughs> the only reason I think I might stay in the Midwest, <laughs> because I hate the winters here, but that means stuff like that does not live here. Yeah, True. we don't really have to, imagine living in Australia. Imagine if one day we get listeners from all over the world and Australians are just laughing at us right now. Yes. <laughs> that was one of my biggest fears when I went to Australia. That was the first trip I ever had out of the United States. And I kept reading about all of these animals and critters and bugs that could kill you. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. But we survived. <laughs> I came back in one piece. This is good. Um, but this does bring up a good point about traveling. Traveling can be super stressful, and sometimes the person that you're traveling with can be a good asset in those situations, and sometimes it can be a very enlightening experience traveling with a significant other. So I personally think it's very important before you get really, really serious with somebody to do some kind of significant travel together. Even just like a road trip. Yeah, I agree. I agree as well. Any good stories from either of you, either good or bad, traveling? My boyfriend and I, we went on a trip to St. Louis because every year we try and go to, we're big Brewers fans, um, and so every year we try to go to a different stadium um, to see them play, and so, well, not this year, obviously, (laughs) but last year... Uh, we went to, well, I went to 70 Brewers games and three of those were in St. Louis to see the Cardinals play. And so that was like our first really big trip together. Like we had road trip, hotel and everything. And like, 
it was really hot because it was summer and you guys know how well I do with heat and he does not have air conditioning in his house so he's very acclimated to heat like it doesn't bother him it can be super hot and he's just like wearing a long sleeve shirt and pants like I don't get it I'm gonna be in like a bikini because I'm so hot (laughs) when I get hot I get tired and I get cranky and then if you Mix that with being hungry. I'm like... It's like um, the trifecta. I'm a monster. So, yeah, I just have to... If I get too hot, I just kind of shut down. So so how did he handle that? Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently well enough, because you're still together. Yeah, I just kind of forced that we have to stop and get something to drink. I have to go sit in the shade, like... I knew how to take care of myself, so he just kind of went along with everything. That's good, though. That shows that he's flexible and can listen to direction <laughs> when given to him. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I So my boyfriend and I have had some crazy travel experiences in the last year or two. True. Um, he was out of the country for a year, so we had a long-distance relationship for a year, and we can talk a whole different <laughs> podcast about that. Yeah. But um, he was in Japan, so um, for a while... He was in California before he went to Japan, so I went out to visit him in California, and then we, I eventually went over to Japan to visit him just to break up that year that we were apart. Um, I think it's really important to travel together. I will say him and I are completely opposites. So (laughs) in traveling in some place like Japan especially, it was nice to have a person who was willing to try to speak the language and talk to someone versus myself who was so embarrassed that I didn't know their language that I was, I would rather just be lost and try to figure it out myself and just be lost for hours and hours. Whereas he was someone who would actually approach someone and just ask the question and he wasn't afraid of it. So it's really nice, even though we were opposites and sometimes that made us clash Mm -hmm. in most situations, having someone who's the opposite of you actually helped. Yeah. Well, and I think communication barriers can be really challenging. I remember when I was in Italy, I definitely was not very good with the language and I tried my best. And any time that he and I weren't together and I was trying to communicate by myself without his assistance, it usually went poorly. And that was just very stressful for me because I didn't know how to get out of that situation. I ended up crying over like a coffee order (laughs) at one point. And then I was getting yelled at in Italian about trying to buy a banana at the grocery store. I still to this day don't know what the heck I was doing wrong trying to purchase this banana, but... I was doing something very wrong. (laughs) So um, I think being able to be a good team and be that support for each other is clutch. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would say if on your first trip you kind of clash, but not so seriously that you instantly break up, maybe give it another try. Right. That's what I did. And then that second trip was just like proof that that wasn't going to be a thing. (laughs) Nail nail in the coffin? Oh, yes. Yes. Any, Any maybe questionable things from trip number one. Uh, weren't questionable anymore. Yeah. So. It happens even traveling with friends. I mean, like, yeah. not even just, like, significant others. I mean, you guys can be great friends on every day, but then if you shove two people in, or more people, in a situation or a country that's completely different, no one is used to, it's, it's interesting what gets to people. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that rule where you can be really good friends with somebody, but you wouldn't be able to live with them. Like, Mm -hmm. you can get along with somebody, but maybe you can't travel with them. It's kind of good to know (laughs) if that's the case. Yeah, and remember, too, like, if you do have that good friend you can travel with. My grandma did this 
her and um, my grandpa didn't travel well together, so she traveled constantly with her best friend. And it worked out because he was not really interested in traveling anyways, and she found a best friend and traveled the world with that best friend. So there's options. Yeah. And I think it's awesome that they were able to say, you know, okay, we can't travel together, but let's make the best of this situation. They made it work for them. Yeah. So 2022, we going on a trip, guys? Obviously. Yes, for sure. So that's it for this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Shots Thoughts and on Instagram at Shots Thoughts Pod. So with that, cheers! cheers.